What's up, everybody? I hope you're doing well. Here we are in Gage Heaven today on this incredible Monday morning. Man, hope you guys are doing well. I want to thank you for tuning in, as I always do, making this a part of your day. Man, what a great week it is. Spring is springing, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, man, we just came off an incredible weekend here in Florida. And uh, just so grateful for all that the Lord is doing. I want to share a verse that hit me this morning in Matthew 7, 7. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. I want to call this one the invitation. The more I think about life in God, the more I think about us growing in the ways of God, I sometimes I feel it's just one big invitation. Because I've often said that the one thing I can't do, I can do a lot as a pastor. I can speak life and declare life and I could tell you prophetically what God has for you. I can show you in the word, which I do all the time. This is what the Lord, you know, desires for your life. Here's what it is to live underneath the privileges. Here's what it is to live in the privileges. And I can do all of this stuff, right? Because potential is incredible, right? You have the potential to raise the dead and change the world. But the one thing I can't do as a pastor is control your response to the the gospel and your response to this message. And one thing I've realized in life is there's no such thing as one invitation. Like you don't get, you know, in the 1970s, I said yes. And uh, man, it's just really worked out for me. No, you've got to continually, continually take the invitations. Because one thing that I've realized is abundant life's not guaranteed, man. Like you can serve God, love God, live for God. And guess what? You start opening doors you shouldn't open. You start allowing things in your life you shouldn't. You might be in a different place. You start messing around with a guy you shouldn't, whatever. You know, you start. So you can make choices that will take you away from. That's all sin does, right? It separates you from God. But I'm old enough now to have seen seasons of life, like seasons of life where people have said yes to God. And I thought, this is incredible. We're only going up from here. And then they're stifled. And I believe that stifling is declining the invitations, right? All we have, guys, at the end of the day is our yes. That's all we have. All we have is our ability to look to God and say, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in. And similar to the military, I was telling the church the other day, in the Navy, every four years, they put a contract in front of you. Four, I wonder, I'm curious, I would love to know why four years. Every four years, they put a contract in front of you and they say, hey, sign this, sign this. Basically, you are re-enlisting. You're enlisted, but you're re-enlisting. And there's going to be privileges for that. And the reality is, I don't think it's any different in faith. I think we have got to continually re-enlist our yes. And one thing I've realized is the higher you get, the harder and harder it is to operate. My wife has been fixated on this story of Mount Everest. I don't know why. When we were on a recent trip to California and New York, it was like she saw a reel of somebody who was climbing Mount Everest. I think his his uh, an ESPN did a documentary on it. I think his hashtag, his name, I'm sorry, was Mount Everest No Filter or something. But it's an incredible story of this guy. I think he was only one of 200 in the world, 200 people that have climbed Mount Everest with no oxygen. Mount Everest, I think, is about five or six uh, steps and then the summit, right? So there's these, you know, you got to climb. 
and people will spend, you know, the first level. I'm talking about the 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 main like beginning point of Mount Everest, like the base camp, if you may. Dude, that thing is 17,000 feet alone. The base camp, bro. Let me put it in perspective. Mount St. Helens was about that tall and blew half of it off down to 9,000. You're at 17,000 feet just beginning the base camp. And at that point, you're deciding if you want to climb the mountain. I mean, it's insane. People spend months there just to get used to that altitude. And it's just crazy stories of people. You go up to the, you know, five steps and then you're at a point where you're looking at the summit of Mount Everest and they call it the death zone. You're passing dead bodies on the way. You're by, you, oh, by the way, 17,000 feet of the base camp. The FDA says you need oxygen above 13,000. So never mind. you climb to the top of this mountain and there's this death zone. And it's about a 40-hour work week just to get up and back. And it's fascinating hearing these stories and how people... But here's the thing. Obviously, you take less and less stuff with you the higher you climb. But the Lord said to me so clearly, I'm trying to take you to where it's hard to breathe. God wants to take you to places that's going to be difficult to breathe, guys. And the reality is all we have is our yes. And so here's the deal. If you don't feel like you're breaking through in the areas that you should be, you better go back and recertify your yes. If the favor and acceleration on your life is not in a greater level, you better go back and recertify that yes. Figure out how, how you got here, why you got here, and you better go get that favor back. Because that's one thing that's not guaranteed, man, is your response to the gospel. And I've seen people who are called by God for ministry that are living mediocre lives, drinking their life away today, barely serving God, not sure they're saved. And yet this life in God should only keep climbing and climbing. I uh, preached a message last Friday, incredible message, you got to check it out, called Sun Stand Still. And I was reminded as I was studying for this that I, I preached a message 10 years ago called Sun Stand Still. Now, I'm not the greatest note taker, so I don't have like my notes anywhere. So I went back and found the, the YouTube video and I'm listening to me 10 years ago, which I don't do. And it's powerful. I'm saying some powerful stuff. I mean, I'm talking like I've changed the world like I'm a history maker and even as I'm saying some things out of my mouth looking back on the old video of me I'm going oh that's a little tough oh that's meaning bro you haven't done that much you're like in your 20s talking crazy bro and you know what I realized all those things I said then I'm living now and that's the power of continually saying yes Am I where I want to be? No. Am I anywhere close? No. Am I feel like I'm just getting started? Yes. But my point is it was amazing to look back and hear how I was talking and then where I am today. And I thought, man, God, you're so faithful. And the only thing that takes that over that time is your yes. That's it. It's your yes. It's you saying, God, I'll recertify. I'm jumping back in. It's time. Wow. Well, I felt this on my heart today. In all truthfulness, I feel like the I needed something a little different on this podcast, so I might just get back to giving you fresh thoughts every day because I have unlimited amounts instead of just kind of reading the devotional. So here we go. I'm on it. We're going to be consistent. Share this thing. Let people know. I love this podcast. I love this community. We'll see you tomorrow. As always, thank you for rocking with Engage Heaven today, guys. I'm out. <laughs>